Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, May 26th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. So just a third of Americans say that President Biden winning in 24 would be a step forward or a triumph for the country. Just 33%. And then we look at the other side. And right now the leaders are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis won, at least for the 24 hours following his announcement that he was running for president as his campaign was able to raise $8.2 million in that first day as he was still getting attacked by Donald Trump. The reaction from the only Trump people. And so I think when you talk about this presidential primary, you've got people who are still for Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're markedly different than the only Trump people. So when I when I talk about the Trump people, I'm not talking about people who at this point say, hey, you know, I'm leaning Trump or I'm still in Trump's camp, but I can be swayed or whatever. They're that guy who we played last hour who is just, I mean, just that phone call. Correct me if I'm wrong, Casey. So this guy, you know, we've talked about it before. He listens all the time, claims he never listens and then or rarely listens and then calls about specific things all the time that we talk about. Where he went through that thing on this, you know, it's all a conspiracy. It's yeah. all of this. It's all of that. I mean, that is. He bought in. Even if you believe that, that is such a horrific message to send out about voting for your person. Well, vote for my guy because it's all rigged and it doesn't matter anyway, and you're just going to get screwed. Wow. What an uplifting vision for the country. Mm -hmm. And yet the only Trump people, the way they're behaving about some guy just being in the race, and it's not some super liberal guy. It's the most consistently conservative and liberty and freedom minded governor in America right now, and you're treating him far worse than you treated Lindsey Graham and Jeb Bush in 2016. It is just the, the the meltdown from these only Trump people that DeSantis exists as a human being and is even running for president is just mind-blowing. He's a threat. You're right. He is. And it tells you a lot about the people in that world, and it tells you really a lot about Trump, too. That this is their reaction to having competition. Right. It's almost like it's assumed that it's just Trump's and he's he's it's his DeSantis has to wait. They're behaving the way the left behaves. The attacks towards DeSantis and their reaction to him running are are is a there's a lot of similarities between them and how the left behaves. And look, Trump may very well be the nominee. If he is, I will vote for him because I would vote for anything over Joe Biden. But that is not a winning strategy. That is not a vision for this country. That is not something that inspires people to want to be a part of your campaign. 
And if you don't fix it quick and Trump doesn't start offering and Trump's people and Trump's supporters don't start start offering solutions, yes, answers, serious conversation. You can't just have an entire presidential campaign running on picking on the other guys. I mean, the, the reaction. What are you offering? I'm putting myself in Trump's shoes. First of all, I wouldn't have done many of the things Trump did during COVID, but that's beside the point. Some guy who you believe is going to be competition for you gets in the race. Mm-hmm. What would my initial public reaction to that be? I mean, let's, you know, behind closed doors, that old so-and-so, da ba 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 whatever. But publicly, wouldn't your reaction be, hey, welcome Ron DeSantis to the race. We have a lot of areas that we agree I look forward to a robust discussion on how best to uh, send out the message of liberty and freedom. I look forward to a robust debate on who is best to carry the the uh, the be the standard bearer for limited accountable government. I certainly think that's me. I certainly think if I am once again nominated to be the face of this party, that I will reflect that vision and value. And I look forward to Ron DeSantis and I having a very spirited discussion about that over the next year. Yeah. Okay, that's the professional way to do it. That's the play nice way to do it. But that's not Trump. And But Ron DeSantis, this, okay, so this is where it comes back. Again, it's not Jeb Bush. It's not Lindsey Graham. Ron DeSantis, if you are a liberty and freedom-minded freedom person, deserves a certain level of respect for what he did and what he has accomplished the past three years, especially a la Indiana, mm-hmm. where we saw Republican governors across this country wilt. If you actually cared about the things you profess to care about, the liberty and freedom, the limited government, the accountable government, standing up for what's right, standing up for kids, standing up for life, there is a certain level of, okay, even if he isn't our guy, we wholeheartedly respect what you have done the past three years and welcome to the welcome to the party, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. There's, they don't even give him that. No, but that's Trump being Trump, which is a morsel of honesty, at least. He's not, he's not going to play that way. And this, uh, and we're going to play some audio of this. So he went on his Truth social media site yesterday and made more videos mm-hmm. about Ron DeSantis. And, right. and this thing about They're focusing on him, it is it, it is exhausting that he claims DeSantis only exists because of me. And you know why I think it's exhausting. How long does Ron DeSantis have to be beholden to Donald well, Trump? Well, so here, so here's why, I, and I, I, it just dawned on me a little bit ago why this bothers me so much, because. People say something very similar about me being here. The Trump people here in Indiana now, the only Trump people hate me now because I come on here and have this platform to talk about stuff, right? The real stuff. And, well, you're only here because of Trump. You only have this job because of Trump. And I was thinking about this where it's it, obviously it's a much bigger thing that DeSantis is doing than what you know I'm doing or whatever. But, yes, did me interviewing Trump get me a lot of publicity? Absolutely. And I think I have more than paid that forward to defending Donald Trump over the past seven years. However, when they brought me in here, if I had stunk, if no one had listened, that that interview got me an opportunity here. I cashed in that opportunity. 
and I have made the most of it, and I have earned it, and we earn it every single month on this radio station. Same thing with Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump may have gotten him across the finish line, but once he was in office, it was up to him to govern. Absolutely. People love Ron DeSantis, not because Trump endorsed him, whatever that's been, five years ago now. They love Ron DeSantis because he delivered Mm -hmm. on the promises he made as governor. But listen to this. Trump just acts like DeSantis should never be allowed to run as long as he wants to run because he got DeSantis elected. In December of 2017, Ron DeSantis was polling at 5% in the Republican primary for governor of Florida. 5%. DeSantis had virtually no endorsements and was being drastically outraised by Agricultural Commissioner Adam Putnam, the widely viewed favorite. He was going to win. He was going to win easy. He was way up. Ron had zero chance of winning. On December 21st, 2017, a man named President Donald J. Trump endorsed in support of Ron DeSanctimonious. His polling skyrocketed, and DeSantis won the Republican primary 57 to 37. He was down so many points, and all of a sudden, he wins by 20. He was already looking for jobs. But he did it because of President Trump. Thank you very much, Ron. Thank you very much. He needs to get over it. I mean, that's unbelievable. (laughs) I think, okay. So he's referring to himself in the third person? Yeah. It is. And by the way, the, the, the definition of sanctimonious is making a show being morally superior to other people. That doesn't even fit. Like, Trump used to be good at the nicknames. Mm-hmm. The nicknames, you know, uh, Low Energy Jeb, Little Little Marco, uh, you know, I mean, all of the names, Lion Ted, you know, puts the Bible up, he lies, puts the Bible down, tells it, you know, funny stuff. It's not, it's not even good. It doesn't fit. Like, Ron DeSantis' this whole time in office has been about allowing people to live their lives as they see mm-hmm. fit. It doesn't even, the nickname doesn't even fit the guy. Right, without intrusion from the government. Less intrusion. Uh, he was not done, Casey. No, of course and, not. And look, I don't, I don't know. I looked this up. I don't know what I missed. He keeps calling him Rob DeSanctimonious, Rob DeSantis. Like, I mean, he's doing it deliberately. Yeah. And I looked it up and I don't know if I missed something with this. I, there's nothing online that I could find that popped up about why he's, doing this. I don't know if he's just trying to be a, just an awful person deliberately saying the guy's name wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if somebody can, can clue me in if I just miss something obvious, but here's more about him and DeSantis. Rob DeSanctimonious and his <laughs> poll numbers are dropping like a rock. I would almost be inclined to say these are record falls. The question is Rob just young and experienced and naive or more troubling Is he a fool who has no idea what the hell he's doing? We already have one of those in office. We don't need another one. We need MAGA. Make America great again. That's what we want. Make America great again. We have no choice. This is the last shot we've got at it. If we don't win this time, our country's in really big trouble. Thank you. Kevin, Kevin, can we play? Because there's a clip you've got to capture there where he's, he's just talking about Rob. He just says Rob mm-hmm. and then goes on. That will be the ultimate liner for this show. Can we just play that again so in my head I will know what I want you to get? Can we just play this from the beginning? Rob DeSanctimonious and his poll numbers are dropping like a rock. Okay. I would yeah. almost be inclined to say these are record falls. The question is Rob 
just young, inexperienced, <laughs> naive, or more troubling, is he a fool who has no idea what the hell he's doing? Perfect. That's what we'll need. That'll be the clip for the for the uh, the liner for the show. Right, I can hear it now with Kendall and Casey. Okay, so he's not completely wrong. I mean, some of the the Emerson College numbers came out, and it's a national poll, but they did focus on Iowa, and Donald Trump is winning by a lot in Iowa, sixty two percent. DeSantis comes in second place at twenty percent. And then you've got Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and the rest. And uh, Doug Burgum? Who? Exactly. I don't even know who that is. And (laughs) Neither does he. Who am I? They also have a slot on this for someone else. Someone else is getting 2%. (laughs) Hey boy, you still haven't found the mm-hmm. you still haven't found your person. Hey, you went to the beauty salon yesterday, didn't you? I did. And you had a little uh, powwow with the gals about uh, your little swooning over Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, we we you're not supposed to talk politics, but it happened. You you I saw that photo. You groped Robert F. Kennedy Jr. yesterday. I did not. Where are your hands? I did not. He uh-huh. was standing next to me. He put his arm around me, which yeah. surprised uh, me, you, and I was like, all right. You better explain yourself when we come back. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey on ninety three. WIBC. What? Why were you groping Robert F. Kennedy Jr. yesterday? I was not groping him. It's 21 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Have you posted that picture publicly yet? I did. Yeah. Can you can you show it to me again? It's uh, is it on your Casey Daniels? Yeah. Uh, it's Where's right your hand? It's behind his back. Look where oh. his hand is. It's on my what is shoulder. He, what is he, a ventriloquist? I don't know. Uh, he, he he stepped up to me and put his arm around me, and I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, I bet he this, sure he did. This is what we're doing. Why was he here? Uh, so Robert Kennedy Jr. was here. He was on Tony Katz's show yesterday. He did not fly to Indianapolis to be on Tony Katz's show. I don't know why he was here. If he had an event or something was going on. Is he here for the race? No way. Can you, gonna, can you imagine sitting, a racing fan? sitting in the grandstand? Okay, seat 27, seat right? 28. Hey, that's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. <laughs> so he was here in the building, and I noticed, uh, I was getting ready to leave, and he was walking down the hall, and I looked, and I was kind of surprised. Like, oh my gosh, that's... Robert Kennedy Jr. right there. And so Nigel stepped up because Nigel wanted to get his picture with him. And I was like, well, hey, me too. And that's when, you know, he slid his arm on my shoulder. And I said, okay, here we go. Um, so Biden won't debate one of these people in the picture. There, and the and other's there, running for president. Like I did a Google search and there's almost no, there's no meat, like nothing pops up. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me he was giving a speech. Okay. But you would have thought, man, there, because this is obviously Indianapolis, 1968. Bobby Kennedy gives mm-hmm. the famous speech after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassinated and famously Indianapolis, one of the few cities that saw, the major cities that saw peace. And so maybe it had something to, to do with that. I don't I don't know. But I mean, that is, uh, that's so wild that there was, there's almost no coverage. I mean, I know he was on with Tony. I heard him mm-hmm. on the air with Tony driving home from from work. That's so so he was just was it was he just like moseying around the building? I mean, yeah. hey, were you like like uh like uh Leonardo DiCaprio in that meme po- getting up off your couch po- pointing? We were just walking down the hall and there he was and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. cool." And yeah. then Nigel popped out of the studio. I think you were going off the rails at the time. Oh. So, uh, you know, we just got well, a picture you, taken with him and that was it. Uh, did he ask for your number? <laughs> No, he did oh. not. He asked me what my name was. Oh, I'm sure he uh, did. I, did he wink at you? And I said Casey, and he was like, "Okay, nice to meet you." We should. That's the name he gave him, huh? Yeah. That's the one you went with. That's the name <laughs> I gave him. I told him you can call me Casey. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, oh, so what happened? You got in some sort of back and forth with your gal pals at the beauty salon. Okay, so, well, that's where I was going. I was leaving work, and I was going to get my hair done, and right before Looks I Looks fabulous, le- by the way. Thank you. I, I didn't do it this morning, but thank you. Um, but right before I left, that's when I saw Robert Kennedy Jr. walking down the hallway, yes. got a quick picture, and then left. So I get to the salon, and uh, my stylist, she's like, you know, hey, how are you? How's your day going? You just come from work, you know, small talk. And I go, yeah, I just left from work. And I said, oh, I just met Robert Kennedy Jr. on my way out the door. Yeah. Did she know who that was? Well, I could tell from the look on her face she did not. Wow. And I said, you don't know who that is, do you? No, is this an older broad? No, she's like 20s. Oh, okay. Young 20s. Yeah, Kevin's age. And she said, no, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And I said, Robert Kennedy's son. And I could still tell from the look on her face. (laughs) She didn't know who that was either. No idea. And I said, okay, we need to back up a little further. Uh, JFK, do you know who that is? Yeah. And she said, president. And I yeah. said, very good. He's a president, grandma. What gets <laughs> to the point? Very good. And um, and she said he was the one that was assassinated. Oh, wow. So, Boy, a yes. real Mensa member here You're that on we're, it. We've, we've locked horns with. Right. And I said, okay, so RFK was his younger brother, and he also ran for president. And he, too, was assassinated. She did not know that. And then I told her, okay, RFK's son, RFK Jr., is currently running for president. And then an older lady who was sitting next to me, she chimed in and she said, he is? And then there was like a millennial-aged woman sitting behind me and she asked, is he running to beat Trump? And I said, well, he's got to beat Biden first. And she said, well, why does he have to beat Biden to beat Trump? So I thought, okay, here we are. This, this, this is where we are. What are you even? We are, you are lying about this interaction. No, I'm not. You are just doing this to see how enraged you will make me. No, I actually believe this. So we have three different women with three different age groups. One who didn't know who RFK Jr. was. Yeah. One who didn't know he was running. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one who didn't know he was a Democrat. All three of them, though, complained about Biden because at the end of this conversation, the stylist, who's the young one who's doing my hair, she's like, yeah, we're not really, they don't really want us to talk about politics here in the salon. And I said, oh, yeah, I get it. And she goes, but something has to be done because she had just gotten back from her honeymoon and everything was really expensive. And then the boomer, the older woman, says Biden. And then the millennial behind me just starts shaking her head. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say anything, but she's shaking her head. And I just thought, Rob, these are this is the coveted suburban woman vote that all of these guys running want. So okay, you, you me- had to you had to whisper about politics in the salon. They were making you, uh, they wanted you to stop talking about it? Well, she didn't say stop talking about it. She was just kind of like, yeah, we they don't really like yeah, us they Yeah, they that. didn't. And I, that's a, that's and, I, and I get yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay but, but, but my point here is, you have a person, I, I would assume, they are all at least of high school education. So this girl doing your hair, I mean, she has yeah. to have achieved some level of at least certification mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. Uh, she got out of high school, mm-hmm. and they did not inform her of who... And she lives in central Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they did not inform her of who Robert Kennedy was and his... Import- Robert Kennedy was involved in one of the most important events in the history of this city because of what his actions... Look, whether I agree with his politics or not, what he did that night was nothing short of heroic to keep this city together. 
And on top of that, he was an attorney general. He was the best friend of the the brother. Yep. That is I unbelievable. That, that was not- a crazy snapshot of what a young adult right now knows oh. or does not know about oh. our history. Okay, so I don't know we got to get get to a break, get to a break, but I want to ask you this. Of those three people who mm-hmm. it seemed to be uniformed agreement, something has to be done about Biden, whether they know why or whatever. Right. Which of the two people would be more likely to win their vote? Would it be Donald Trump or would it be Ron DeSantis? I, well, I would have to say Trump because that's the name they brought up. That's the name that the interesting the millennial said. Is he running to beat Trump? Like she didn't say, is he running to beat DeSantis? But she didn't say anything with a follow up of, oh my gosh, we've got to get Trump back in there. No, because she was the quieter one of the three who was just kind of nodding her head. Uh, because when we when they started complaining about inflation and how everything was so expensive, the millennial aged woman yeah. was the one who was just kind of nodding in agreement. Because I'm sure she was feeling like. Okay, we're really not supposed to talk about politics here in the sure. salon. But but why aren't we? Why aren't we supposed to talk about politics yeah, in, the, in the hair salon? I demand to know. This is why I don't go to salons. <laughs> you gals doing your hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, Casey, when we come back, mm-hmm. obviously the race is Sunday, but Monday is Memorial Day. Yeah. And that, look, I know the race is big and God bless the drivers and everybody involved in that. But ultimately, Memorial Day is a much bigger thing than the race itself. So if it would be all right when we come back, I'd Mm -hmm. like to just talk a little bit about the sacrifice of the people who have made this nation what it is, say thanks to them. Yep. I also may have something else our audience might enjoy. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Okay, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Back home again. Weekend. The gleaming it's the best part of the race. I mean, seriously. And I don't in any way mean I like to, the flyover. to demean the incredible broadcast that will take place. We had Mark Janes on yesterday. Mm-hmm. What a phenomenal guy. The whole race, uh, race broadcast is great. But as somebody who grew up in central Indiana, and it was always obviously blacked out, now sometimes it is is capable of being seen depending on what various applications you have or whatever but as you know as a kid there was no option there was no internet there was no nothing whatever hearing jim neighbors sing back home again in indiana was the best part yeah does it give you goosebumps yeah it's it's all i mean it's awesome like you know as a hoosier lifer it uh it just reminds you of, despite all the flaws that our state has, what a wonderful place this is to call home and reminds you of the people who are not with us anymore and the the sacrifices that they made and and 
how they you stand on their shoulders and uh sorry i'm getting a little choked up here uh that that's just it's an incredible moment in time when they when they sing and you know jim cornelius taking the place of jim neighbors is is was a, a fitting tribute and it's it's just a phenomenal part of the whole festivities now you're you're talking about the race but i can tell you said you're getting a little choked up it's also memorial day yes day of reflection and remembrance of all of those who died while serving in the u.s military you're encouraged to pause at 3 p.m. for a moment of silence on Monday. On Monday. Mm-hmm. Because that often gets lost in the shuffle. I'm now, now, the 500 does a phenomenal job of, I'm not saying the 500, because they do a phenomenal job of making sure that, you know, we pay tribute to the vet, the veterans and, and all, all veterans, and obviously those who are no longer with us and those who paid the ultimate sacrifice in the field of, of, of battle and duty to the country. But it is easy amongst the race and the golfing and the cookouts and the, all the other fun boating and all the other things we're the doing. Mattress about, sale right, why, the mattress sales. Right. Why? why this weekend is an extra day we won't be here on monday but it is to honor people who paid the ultimate sacrifice and you know i I think about like my great great grandfather william b kendall served in the civil war fought for the union victorious my grandfather william william robert kendall served in world war ii defeated the nazis victorious we have a long lineage of military success in my family and then Mm -hmm. there's me but they didn't die in the field of battle they served Mm -hmm. they were willing to Mm -hmm. but ultimately they got to come home and they got to have families and we're here because of that but when you think about the people who didn't get to come home i encourage people to think about not only them and their sacrifice but the sacrifice that other people made by not getting to exist because when those people lost their lives there's a whole line of people who might have got to exist if those people had Mm -hmm. lived Mm -hmm. who they also in a sense made some semblance of sacrifice because they're they're not with us yeah and so it's um america is the greatest idea ever conceived by man and we it has freed more people in its very brief existence than the rest of the world combined throughout human history. It has created more wealth than the rest of the world combined throughout human history. People who would be peasants and paupers in other nations with other systems of government have become some of the richest, most powerful, most influential people in the entire country. And they only have that opportunity because of the sacrifices that were laid down by those people. It's a day to honor and remember. And I hope people, you know, you, you do, you have fun and you're out there grilling and you're having a beer and it's a day off of work, but you have to take time and remember because not everybody is celebrating on Monday. Many people aren't. Yeah. And it's a solemn day for those. And you know, when, when you join the military, your whole family joins. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. It's not just the one soldier or the one airman yeah or the one midshipman it's the wife it's the children it's the parents it's everybody yes. they take into the military with them yeah and so uh and look i get that 
people get kind of weird about this because Memorial Day is for those who sacrificed, mm -hmm. the, may pay the ultimate sacrifice. But it is okay to still thank a veteran for their service. It is for those who lived. It's still okay to... We know you know the difference. Right. And it's still okay in some tribute to those people to thank those who lived. It's not, you know, well, that is for the people who passed away. Well, it's okay to thank everyone. You know, like, I mean, come on. So to all the people who served, thank you. I know there is a day for that later on in the year. Mm -hmm. And for those who they are not at least hearing our voices in the sense of human existence, but maybe they are hearing us in another existence. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thanks for doing the stuff that others couldn't or wouldn't do so that Casey and Kevin and I can come in and have this great job and this great existence and we just can't thank you enough for that all right casey so i did something a few moments ago i know and uh this will be you know it's like uh one one night only uh <laughs> there will not be a repeat as you know my wife hates the social media she does not do the social media in any shape form or fashion that's why she's a very happy person because she does not have the social media yeah but she did give me permission did she? To post yeah. uh, a photo, which you can now see. I've got it pinned to the top, at Robin Kendall on Twitter. And again, this will probably be the only photo of her that will ever be on the social media. But she felt strongly enough about this. Uh, we did photos yesterday. They're, Jason, our fabulous adorable. Jason Dozier, our fabulous uh, fill-in producer, did them. He has a great side photography business that he runs. Of my wife and I with our soon-to-be-born baby, mm -hmm. and uh, I talked to her about that, and she was absolutely adamant that I post one of those photos. So I posted what I thought was the best photo. It's really cute. <laughs> she looks beautiful. Uh, she She's is, glowing in this picture. She is way, way, way too good for me. And uh, so if you would like to see that, mm -hmm. uh, my wife, my baby, me, you can crop me out if you want. At uh, <laughs> Robin Kendall on Twitter, pinned right up there to the top of the feed. She did such a good job of picking out not only you know her dress yes. and i'm sure she picked out your shirt you guys you're oh not, no i did that all on my own you go you're not matching but you go but i love the airiness and the freshness of the picture because there's just the pop of color in the background yes. and it's it's adorable my wife is a master at finding clothes that look expensive that are not expensive mm -hmm. she has a real gift of finding ways not to spend exorbitant amounts of money because she knows how I am with the money. I I said that you should say something nice and sweet and the softer, <laughs> gentler side of Rob Kendall. Something about how proud you are. This is my beautiful wife. Our baby. No. Instead, you said this lady stopped me in the hall. She showed me her ultrasound. The baby looked just like me. Wild. <laughs> so, well, you can see the one picture of Rob's wife that will ever go on social media. And is this the only picture of the baby we'll ever see? So we've gone back and forth with that. Uh, my kid will not have a social media, but maybe when the baby's born, maybe I'll, you know, pray on it. I prayed on this one, too. And mm -hmm. uh, maybe I'll 
Maybe I'll post a photo of the baby when the baby's born. I, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But yeah. I, I, I just wanted I want to do something nice for the audience. Uh-huh. Uh, so many of you have wished great well wishes and have been so supportive of Olivia Thatcher. And um, <laughs> so I wanted to, I thought that this is something I could do as we head off into a long weekend that right. at Robin Kendall on Twitter, you could go see it there. Okay. It's it's a really nice picture. Thank you for sharing that. I know that our, our listeners will appreciate that as well. And it's proof that you're not making that wife up. No, she it, actually does exist. And she was here yesterday. You mm-hmm. got to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves you. She likes you way better than me. She let me, she let me touch her stomach. Oh, that's a big deal. I was hoping the baby would move, but the baby was not moving. Yeah, sometimes we have to point at her and go, Olivia. I asked, by the way. I asked, can I? And she said, yeah. Yeah, that's like, I think women tend to be more open for other women, especially women they like. Well, yeah, she's not going to let some strange dude come touch her belly. Yeah, I was worried about that for a while. All right. So we have got up next as we head off into the weekend. Yes. Susan Beckwith is going to join us. And her topic is so perfect. Mm -hmm. Because we just talked about, hey, you got to take some time during your cookout, during your biggest extravaganza to pause and remember the military and those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. But there's more etiquette to these big shindigs over the long weekend than just pausing and remembering the military. So coming up next, mind your manners, cook out etiquette yeah. with Susan Beckwith. All right, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The new morning all its through the fields I used to roam. When I dream about the Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's time to mind your manners with Susan Beckwith. You people are a bunch of lunatics, and we can't send you out into society (laughs) over the weekend without some tips from the former Miss Indiana. Casey, this is what we do for our audience. We give you the keys to life. Yes. Well, we want to send everyone off into the weekend with some good manners. Yes, absolutely. So Susan Beckwith joins us now on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Of course, she is a former uh, Miss Indiana. And true of all, Susan, you were also once a 500 Festival princess. I was. That was such an amazing experience. What did you do as a 500 Festival princess? 
Well, you know, part of that program, which is brilliant, is they actually pair each princess with somebody that's in the field that they want to go into. And so at the time I was in college and studying communications and I saw I wanted to be in broadcasting. So I actually was able to land a uh, an internship with Wish Television, which was awesome. Uh, probably the most beneficial aspect was I learned I didn't really want to be in broadcasting. <laughs> Smart choice. <laughs> Susan decided she wanted to not be poor the rest of her life. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It was awesome. So so today, since people are going to be out and about over the weekend, you've got the 500 on Sunday, you've got Memorial Day on Monday, you're going to give us cookout etiquette. Oh. Yes, just some really easy reminders going into the weekend about being a a gracious guest, as we will probably be going to a cookout or two this weekend. There's also a lot of graduation open houses. We have a lot going on. Um, So just a couple things to remember. You don't want to show up empty-handed. So if you don't have time to, you know, maybe prepare a side dish, you know, even just stopping by the store and picking up some drinks is a great thing to do. So don't go empty-handed. I have a question about this. When you pick up... Up something. I try to pick up something that I will enjoy myself. Am I supposed to put the group ahead of myself? I think it's nice to put others before ourselves. <laughs> you know, going up with something is better than nothing, so we'll just take it at that. <laughs> so if I were to show up, say, I don't know, not that this has ever happened, Susan, but uh, with a large bottle of uh, Captain uh, Morgan Long Island iced tea, that would maybe not be the best approach if it's not something I think everybody else would want to enjoy. Yes, I think the group in mind would be most ideal, mm-hmm. so that they also enjoy. Uh, you talk about here, or you'd like to talk about how many people I should bring with me. It's okay to bring one person. It's not okay to bring my entire family unless the entire family has been specifically invited. Yes, you don't want to kind of roll up with an entourage. Bring a guest, not an entourage. Mm. So just kind of be thinking about that because, you know, when they're doing their planning ahead of time, they're probably not anticipating an entire group. Mm -hmm. So unless indicated, bring your whole family. We would love to have them. All right. Do we have to volunteer to bring the paper plates, the napkins, the cups, that sort of thing? Or are we supposed to expect that that is already going to be there? You know what? It's always nice to offer, you know, so if that is something that's easy for you and, you know, versus if you have very limited time and making something may be difficult, that may be a a help to them. So I think it'd be great to offer in advance. Susan, back with our guests. It's Mind Your Manners. We're talking about cookout etiquette. If you're going somewhere over the weekend, some tips to make you a better guest. Now, you are very adamant, and I suffer at this. Now, see here, I try to go last on the line if there is a line of food, because that way everybody gets theirs first, and I don't feel bad if I take excessive amounts of food, because everybody's already had theirs. Yeah, Casey, that was funny. She almost spit out her coffee there. I did. Uh, But you say be very, very mindful of the portion sizes. Absolutely, especially if everybody hasn't gone through. So the fact that you kind of hang back to make sure that everyone has, then I think that's okay. It's just when we see people go through and take really large portion sizes and then there's not enough left for everyone else, that's, you know, obviously we want to be very thoughtful. Rude. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, it is rude. And, you know, you you want them to be able to enjoy all of it as well. And I'd like to point out the reason I do this is not so much kindness to others, but that way I can get more if I just wait, because there will (laughs) inevitably be uh, some extra left over. So I don't want a gold star for going last. I just do that because I'm more apt to, it's more apt to end up better for me, Casey. Mm -hmm. So, Susan, we'll still have to share that, and everybody will just think that you're so, you know, thoughtful. (laughs) Oh, no, they know better, Susan. That's they what they better. think of when they think of Rob Kendall. Thoughtful. <laughs> so when it's time to leave the party, Susan, do we have to do the Midwest goodbye? I Absolutely. Say farewell to your host. Thank them for the effort that they put into planning. Um, certainly don't ask for a to-go box, but if they <laughs> offer, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but let them take the lead on that. But, yes, be sure to thank your, your guests because, you know, even barbecues and, and cookouts that are re- very casual still still takes effort and planning to pull them together. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to say goodbye to every single person that's there at the party, do we? No, I think just as long as you circle around to the host. Uh, yes, and you just touched on This is my favorite thing that you did this week. So Susan puts together this incredibly detailed template. She basically just gives us the things to ask her. Mm-hmm. So we have no work involved in this whatsoever, which is why she's perfect for this show. But I love this. You actually put at the bottom, and again, I would probably need to be told this. It says specifically, don't request a to-go plate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, goodness. But if they offer, you know you can absolutely, and sometimes they do. And uh, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us about your incredibly fabulous website, Bell of the Midwest. Absolutely. So yesterday was a big milestone for me. I started a new decade. And so you're 30 uh, years old. Congratulations, Susan. We'll we'll go with that. But, you know, we had been thinking about the future of Bell of the Midwest and decided that um, we were going to continue. I wasn't sure if I was going to actually kind of close that chapter. But anyways, we're very excited to really kind of reintroduce it officially. Mm-hmm. So you'll start to see new content, blog posts, um, certainly things on social media. So you can find me at bellofthemidwest.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram is a great way to connect with me as well. So reach out if you have a great group that you'd love for me to come and share and we can talk all things etiquette and social graces and i would certainly love to meet you all bell of the midwest it's bell with an e b-e-l-l-e of the midwest.com susan beckwith you behave yourself with those cookouts this weekend i will you guys have a good one you too and thanks for uh listening today thank you rob thank you kevin and have a great weekend we're gonna uh expect you back here on Tuesday. Yeah, no work Monday. <laughs> Have a great weekend and a nice Memorial Day. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.